That's right, ladies and gentlemen, it is Commissioner Cooper, and tonight we are in Indianapolis, <clears throat> excuse me, to, to check out the Colts. It's ready, set, go time. If you're ready to start your engines, you're ready for tonight. It's time for TSS Fantasy. <laughs> Rock and it's gonna work for me. And you just got Flanders. That's what it is! This court is adjourned. It is Commissioner Cooper. Welcome to Sophistication Station. I'm here to save the fantasy roster. And it's time for TSS Fantasy! Boom! Oh yeah, let's get it on. I had a whole cool, smooth intro laid out tonight. But as soon as I started, I had the frog in my throat. There was lightning to the right of me. I mean, it screwed me all up. What can I say? But listen, we're in Indianapolis, guys. Let's get excited. We're finishing up the AFC South. Welcome into the studio, the Judge Jordan. Welcome into the studio, my friend. Pleasure as always. And finally, we get to cover a competent offense in the AFC South. I am so excited for tonight's episode. Absolutely. Yeah, we got uh, actually some meat on the bone to talk about tonight when we get to that fantasy focus. So that'll be lots of fun. All right. Well, if you're and I know uh, Justin Jesus will be joining us a little later. He's a little late today. No big deal. All right. Well, if you're online, go out, check out TSSFantasy.com. All of our latest and greatest rankings are up there. So go check that out. Also visit our sponsors, Underdog Fantasy. Use the promo code TSS. We'll double that deposit up to $100. Jazz Sportsbook, lots of great um, stuff coming up, especially for the season as well. So go check that out. Use our promo code TSS. Also Pro-Am Belts, if you're looking for some bling for your championship, fan, for your fantasy championship, sorry, geez, I can't even spit it out. Go to Pro Am Belts. All right, Jordan, I got to bid you do, my friend. I'm struggling tonight. I don't know what's going on, so we got to bring in the doc. Here we go. Start your engines. We are in Indianapolis to cover the Colts, and we got the doc to finish off the AFC South. Welcome in, sir. And what do we got on the house call? Hey, thank you. Thank you. You know, we've got to start with Jonathan Taylor. So he was very disappointingly limited to 11 games last season due to that lingering high ankle sprain. In the offseason, in January, he underwent right ankle surgery. Specifically, this was an arthroscopic debridement to, in his words, quote, clean out a bunch of junk in there from a bunch of years. This is a contract year for Taylor. And if Anthony Richardson's legs, are respected by defenses. I think Taylor can be scary good this year. I'm hopeful the ankle's better. We're going to go 10% to the bench. Michael Pickman. So he had a big sophomore season and then regressed a little bit last year. He missed some time with what was described as a minor hip issue. That's quote, nothing crazy. And I think like a lot of the team, so much is going to be predicated upon Anthony Richardson's development and Jonathan Taylor's health. Pittman may have a big year, but I do expect he's going to play. He's going to be 10% to the bench. Lastly, Jelani Woods. So as a rookie, he played 15 games, but none of you have him higher than tight end number 24. So I don't know. Does it matter? Probably not. 50% of the bench. Flip a coin. <laughs> well, you never know. There's always that tight end that comes out of nowhere, and we have a rookie QB mixed with, you know, again, it's Michael Pittman and who else? So, could be a good year for Jelani Woods, but right now it's kind of a wait and see. But, hell, who cares? We're here to hear your good stuff. We appreciate you being in, my friend. We will see you next week. We're going to be covering the NFC South, and we will see you then, sir. See you then. So this season, I've noticed on the house call, Doc seems to be throwing a little fantasy knowledge in there, too. I like that. All right, let's bring in our guest. 
let's talk about the Colts. Our next stop on our summer tour, we get ready to start your engine. Race your way over to see the Indianapolis Colts. Yes, indeedy. It's time to talk about some Indianapolis Colts. Let's welcome in our guest. We'll just go in order. Who's next to me? Rondo. Is it Rondo Uno? Welcome into That's the right. studio, my friend. Yeah, what's going on? Thanks for having me. Obviously, I was here last year, so I'm glad to be back again. Last minute, too. It was supposed to be my co-host, but he had to step aside for personal matters. But I'm going to say happy to be back here again. It was fun last time. I'm ready to do it again. Absolutely. We're happy to have you in, my friend. And let's welcome into the studio, Destin Adams. Welcome into the studio. Appreciate you for having me. Commissioner Cooper um, wasn't here last year, so this is a first-time stop, but super pumped to be here. Awesome. It'll be lots of fun, I assure you. Also, friend to the show, DJ from High Low Sports. Welcome into the studio. Once again, thanks for having me. Always a pleasure, always a blast, and a whole lot of sarcasm and jokes to go around, so I can't wait. All night long, girl. You know it. All right, let's also welcome to the studio, Evan Kerr. Welcome into the studio, my friend. Thank you very much. Very excited to be here. First time for uh, for me as well, but uh, excited to get on and, and chop it up about some Colts here. Absolutely love it. I'm excited. You know, I mean, you guys are, it's, I, I hear this time. It's like long, long time, first time. I love it. All right, let's get it started. We're going to talk about last season. <sighs> oh, okay. So look, let's, just, let's pull the bandaid off. Finished 4, 12, and 1. Third in the AFC South. Not too bad, right? Okay. Well, let's talk about the offensive stats. Last year, points per game, you guys were tied, actually, with the Texans. You guys were 30th with 17 points per game. Yards per game, 311.6, were 27th. Passing yards per game, 201.3, which made you 23rd. Rush yards per game, 109.8. You were 23rd in the league there. Defensively, struggled a little bit. Points per game, 25.1. That made you 28th in the league. Yards against... 334, so you were 15th overall in the league. That's which not too shabby. Pa uh, passing yards per game, 209.9. That's 11th in the league. Not too shabby there. Something to build on. Rush yards per game, 124.1. That puts you at 20th, so struggle a little bit there. Rondo, we're going to start with you. Three words or less, sum up last season, and then expand on that for me. Uh, so last week, three words. Kill me now. <laughs> like yeah, last season was absolutely horrendous. I, I think a lot of us had a lot of high, not high expectations, but definitely better expectations coming into the season, getting a new quarterback. So you were getting that revolving door again, but we thought getting a guy in Matt Ryan, who has, has had a really good career over in Atlanta for the bogus career has had bad O-lines in Atlanta. So coming over to us in the, the situation that we had, we, we thought it was going to work better. And yeah, so f call us fools again for falling into that trap. Then the turmoil that just came along the season. Matt Ryan's injured bench. Now it's Sam Ellinger. Now it's Nick Foles. Historic loss, you know, mainly with the Vikings game. And it's just, like I said, it's kill me now. Get this over with. Let's, like, come on. Like, I'm mad. And fast forward to send me to the end of the season. Yeah, it's funny. As we go over again, I, I brought it up last night. You know, I forgot about Lovey Smith winning that last game. I forgot about that Vikings game, too. Good Lord. All right, man. I'm glad you bring these these things back up because it's a refresher for sure. Destin, let's go to you, my friend. Three words or less. What do you what did you think of last year and and expand on it? A needed failure. Um, la last year was rough, um, on the fantasy side of it. I mean, I can't imagine many people wanted to watch the Colts offense last season, um, hearing that they were 23rd in the NFL in passing yards per game. I think the other nine teams should feel very bad about themselves that they averaged less passing yards a game than a Matt Ryan, Sam Ellinger, Nick Foles led offense. Um, but that season finally gets us off the quarterback carousel that the Colts have been on ever since, um, Andrew Luck retired tired for any Colts fans that are listening. I'm sorry if I'm making you cry right now by hearing that name. Um, but the quarterback carousel is finally coming to an end after a abysmal season that they really needed after all the mediocre seasons in the years past. Destin, so you understand, sir. Um, I'm a fan of America's team, the Miami Dolphins. So I don't want to hear about a QB carousel, okay, buddy? Because I've been waiting a long time, long time. <laughs> DJ, what say you, my friend? I'm going to go with long overdue. 
it feels like the last handful of years they've been copy and paste the quarterback. They've been they've been paying a lot of money, like A plus money to A plus players at C plus positions. Like nobody pays twenty million dollars to a left guard, no matter how freakish he is. No one pays big time money to a thirty three year old corner. No one pays big time money to a outside linebacker who's undersized that plays in the fall. So I think they they drafted good players in not premium positions, and we finally saw the chickens come home to roost. You can't get a sixty five year old quarterback. 38 year old corner, 75 year old center. They and then have your number one receiver be a second round pick and nothing else in between. So they kind of ignore premium positions, left tackle, for example. I think this is pretty much the chickens coming home to roost. Chickens coming home to roost, says DJ Evan. Cock a little do. What say you, my friend? Well, we're all kind of riding the same theme here. Three words or less for me uh, disappointing and wasteful. Um, disappointing, I guess, a little bit. Uh, self-inflicted on my part. Uh, internally, I was expecting Matt Ryan to do more, and I probably should have learned my lesson from both Carson Wentz and uh, Philip Rivers. Um, but somebody from the outside might have said, well, we've seen what Matt Ryan did elsewhere. Uh, we should have known this was coming. Um, and, and wasteful, I, I say that because it, it felt like it was the last year that the division was kind of teetering on winnable and, and teams were really not improving. Um, now you've got the Texans drafting a quarterback, the Titans drafting a quarterback. Everybody feels like they're improving and the division is kind of slipping away. You're wasting years of prime Jonathan Taylor, prime uh, Quentin Nelson, you know, all these guys that you really want to see play for us in in the, the prime of their career and it just feels like we're wasting it with this qb carousel we're all preaching all righty well let's see let's hope we're not wasting it anymore we talked about what was let's talk about what is marquee additions on your squad isaiah mckenzie comes over from buffalo you picked up Garner Minshew, nice little backup to, uh, you know, bring in the rookie QB, somebody to learn under um, as well. So some decent pickups um, for you in the offseason. Subtraction-wise, we know you left uh, lost to Stephon Gilmore in the secondary. Uh, Paris Campbell, I mean, in, as a receiver, he's had some hot streaks. Bobby, um, I'm not even trying to pronounce his last name. The linebacker you've lost as well. In the draft, of course, round one, Anthony Richardson, QB from Florida, Round two, um, you picked up the cornerback from Kansas State, Julius Brents. And round three, uh, Josh Downs, receiver from North Carolina, probably your, your replacement for Paris Campbell. Round four, Blake Freeland, the OT from BYU. Round four, oh my God, uh, Edo Tomiwa, Eddie Bawara. I'm not even I'm totally off. My bad. Defensive tackle, Northwestern. Darius, Ru Darius Rush, that's cornerback out of South Carolina. Um, round five, Daniel Scott, safety from California. Um, another, boy, you guys had a lot of round five picks. Round five, another round five, Will Mal Mallory, the tight end from um, America's college team, the Hurricanes. Evan Hull, running back from Northwestern. Round seven, Titus Leo, linebacker from Wagner. Another round seven, Jalen Jones, cornerback from Texas A&M. And another round seven, Jake Witt, offensive tackle from North Michigan. So that's what this team looks like. It looks young. Uh, looks competitive. We'll see. We're, it's, it's a little exciting, I think. Definitely better than last year. But let's go to our experts. Destin, I'll start with you. Give me a prediction for this season coming up. Yeah, I mean, I think if anything, um, expectations should at least look at the excitement level being way up in Indianapolis from this past year. I mean, going from a quarterback room that was led by Matt Ryan, Sam Ellinger, Nick Foles, to an Anthony Richardson, Gardner Minshew, I mean, the swag level um, in the quarterback room from last year to this year room is a 180. Um, and then you're going to add in the new offense that's coming in under Shane Steichen. I expect a lot more passing to be involved here even with the Jonathan Taylor love going to be there um, so I'm excited to see what it all looks like stat wise in the end but the Colts offense is going to be watchable again and that's a huge baby step in the right direction <laughs> absolutely love a step in any in any right direction no matter if it's baby or giant we'll take it DJ what do you say my friend give me a prediction on this season I think it's going to be a rocky ride. It depends on when they throw in Anthony Richardson. I think if they make everybody wait to like week five, six, something like that, it's going to be a little bit rocky. I think you got to put him out there week one, let him let him take his lumps. He's played, what, 15 college games, started 13 of them, something like that. 
let him go out there, let him play. He's not a full project. Let him take the lumps and let it be exciting. Let him throw that 75 yard touchdown while getting sacked. And then in the next play, throw an interception on a screen. It's going to happen regardless. Might as well get it out of the way early. So I'm going to say an exciting roller coaster, but 500 is probably the peak. What works out for you, our discussions all week on all these teams, is your schedule and your division and the other division you play, the NFC South this year. So, again, some struggling teams in there as well, so some ways to pick up some games. Evan, how about you, my friend? Prediction. Yeah, I have uh, was looking at the schedule earlier. I feel like uh, 5 and 12, 6 and 11 feels about right for the year. I agree it's going to be on the rocky road side of things, but the division isn't super strong. And I feel like you do have to throw Anthony Richardson out there earlier rather than later. Let him take his lumps. Uh, he seems like he has that uh, the swag level to refer to what Destin was saying earlier that uh, I don't think he's going to be really uh, knocked by some interceptions here, some losses there. I think you throw him out there, you let him learn on the fly, and uh, the team is buzzing around him right now. It sounds like uh, let Steichen really get with him like he did with uh, Jalen Hurts um, and see what we can do. But I, th I think 5-12, and 6-11 and 11 type of thing and uh, just improvement all around. I think it's going to be exciting to watch. I like it. I like it. Rondo, what do you say, my friend? Yeah, I guess I'm kind of riding the same way about all these guys. It's what's going to be. It's going to be enjoyable patience. You know, we know this team is. It's not a win now team anymore. We that's obviously that was the mission they tried for the past three, four, five seasons. You know, it's an actual rebuild now. We got a youth movement. Obviously, a brand new quarterback, a new new guy, new voice on the sideline, and like and like I've been saying on our show a lot, we play probably play in the worst division of football. So the best part about it, because I mean, go back to last year. For whatever reason, we were technically still in the playoff race, as as bad as that was. So coming into this year, I'm not a, obviously I'm not expecting us to you know, dominate the division and even make a playoff run. But like a ceiling of 800, or I guess that's eight and nine now, feels about right. But it's gonna be at least enjoyable football, even if we're not necessarily a contender. Right, you're not necessarily watching the band aid, you know, come out. You have something new and young and exciting. Um, you know, you guys, Destin brought it up earlier, and you guys keep bringing up that swag factor. Yeah, he definitely has that it, it factor about him for sure. Um, so I like the Colts going into the season, and again, we've talked about um, all week long. I just brought it up again: the schedule, the schedule, the schedule. Now we don't know what these teams look like now, um, but uh, but prior to some of these teams aren't really didn't really improve all that much. So again, at least winnable football games for you guys. All right, well, listen, we got all serious and depressing, and you know what? Let's have a little fun, right? Let's mix it up a little bit. Have a little, have a good time with it. Now, the way the things are stacked up tonight, it's going to be easier for me to do Rondo and DJ on one team, and we're going to have Destin and Evan on the other. We're going to play Fantasy Quiz Show Colts Edition. Um, it works out like Family Feud. I'm going to pair you guys up. It'll be Rondo versus Destin and DJ versus Evan as we go. I'll ask you guys the question. There'll be five answers on the board. Shout out the answer. Whoever gets the highest answer will get to control for the round. You'll have three strikes. If you get the three strikes, the other team will get a chance to steal. So with all that said, it's time for Fantasy Quiz Show. There seems to be no sign of intelligence. It's the Fantasy Quiz Show. Uh, Justin Jefferson. <laughs> Justin Jefferson. It's going to be a long game. <laughs> Not going to be a long game tonight because we got Colts experts in the building. Actually, before we start, a Nick Spann wants to know, Y'all think they're going to start him day one or erase him into the season. So you guys are just bringing that up. I think you guys all answer that. He needs to go day one. I do agree. You already know what Garner Minshew is going to bring for you guys. So, Nick, thank you for the question, my friend. Appreciate you turning in, tuning in tonight. Let's get it on. Let's go Rondo and Destin to start things out tonight. Top five answers on the board. And when I start this out, it's always the layup, right? So I'm going to give you the layup question to begin this is about as easy as it gets, so it's basically who gets who shouts it out first. Top five answers in Colts history. I'm looking for your past your TD leaders. What was the question? Yeah, I can hear. Sorry, I'm looking for top five answers. Looking for an all-time Colts history. Your past TD leaders. Peyton Manning. Peyton Manning. <laughs> <laughs> 
I I don't know who said it first. Uh, Judge, you guys, there's somebody in the back there can give me like who said that first because that was super close. Okay. I gave Destined by a nose. By a hair. Uh, Destined by hair. All right. So Destined by I like, hair. I, I like by a nose better. <laughs> <laughs> by hair, by a nose, whatever. We'll take it. All right. So you guys get control, Destin. Let me kick the judge out of here. You guys got control of this round. Evan, you're going to be up next. Who do you got? Top five answers. You're looking for the past TD leaders. I will take Johnny Unitas. Johnny Unitas. Johnny. Oh my! I don't know what's going on with the judge. He was really right. He just wanted to let us know. <laughs> he was like, yes, you got it. Number two on the list, two hundred eighty-seven all time. All right, you are up next, Destin. What do you got? Um, I'll go. I'll go a harder one. Um, I'll, I'll go Burt Jones. Burt Jones. Where's my judge? I don't know what's going on here. Let me let me handle this. I think the judge internet's going off back there. I'll, he had to I'll check it. it from here. I, I wouldn't know who Bert. I wouldn't know who Bert Jones was either. He just had to check it. I appreciate it. No, that was good. Good call there. He's number four on the list. One hundred and twenty-two. All right, you got number three and number five left. Evan, what you got? I'm gonna. I'll take the last layup. Uh, Andrew Luck. Andrew Luck. All right, Destin, you got a chance to sweep the round here. Do you know number five? I mean, I, I was a, I was pretty sure on all the other answers. I mean, this, this one's a Jeff George. Jeff George, the journeyman. No bueno on that one. Evan, do you have number five? I am going to go a little outside the box, I think, but we'll see. I'm going to go with Jim Harbaugh. Jim Harbaugh, the comeback kid. <laughs> Great job, Evan. Got it for your team. He finishes out the list at number five with 49 pass TDs all time. Good job, guys. You guys are up 1-0. Evan and DJ, here we go. Top five answers on the board. Here is the question. Looking again, all-time Colts history. This time I'm looking for Rush TD leaders. Edron James. Okay, Edron James. The, I got to get the judge back in on this one because I apologize. I'm looking at another screen, but it sounded like DJ first. But judge, can you confirm that for me? Uh, yeah, confirm DJ. All right, DJ, you have control of the round. You and Rondo get to ice this one out. Uh, Rondo will go to you for the next one. Edron James, number one with 64. Uh, let's go. Easy. I guess easy one. Mar Marshall Falk. Marshall Falk. Marshall Falk is number four on this list with 42. TJ. Let's take a deep dive in history and let's go with Lenny Moore. Lenny, Lenny, Lenny Moore. Great job there because I was like, who the hell is that? Six, but he's 63. He was one touchdown below Edron James. You better put some respect on Lenny Moore's name. All right, let's go, Rondo. What else you got? All right, I only know this one because I hate Ohio State. It's Tom Matt. Tom Matt. I'm glad you said that name first. I wasn't sure if it was Maddie or what. Good job there. He's number three on this list with 45. So you guys got one, two, three, four. Um, now, there is, I'm sorry, a tie with five. There's two answers for number five, um, but you can get five and six for the for the last one, DJ. Let's try Joseph Adai. Joseph Adai. 
not on the list. Rondo, what say you? Jeez. Uh, yeah, I know it's wrong, but there's a JT, Jonathan Taylor. Jonathan Taylor. If I remember right, right when I wrote this stuff down, I think John Taylor's like right outside. He's pretty close. He's getting up there, though. That's for sure. DJ, can you save it for your team? Uh, how about Don McCauley? I think he came in around the Super Bowl, that Super Bowl three. So we'll try Don McCauley. Don McCauley. He is there. He is number six. Well, again, tied with someone else with 40. All right, let's go back to Rondo. Yeah, no idea. I'm not not going to. Stop it. Get some help. All right, Dustin and Evan, you guys can talk amongst each other if you want for the steal one and come up with a concise answer if you'd like. I mean, the only person I can think of that I'm pretty sure it's wrong because I think Taylor passed him last year is Eric Dickerson. Yeah, but I can't, I, I can't even think of another guess to say. I don't have, I don't think I have any guesses either because Taylor definitely passed Dickerson last year. So <laughs> that's I, all. That's the only name I can even come <laughs> up with. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty. <laughs> No bueno, guys. All right, listen, it's tied 1 1. The guy that was left, Alan Amici, with 40. Yeah. <laughs> nope. If you don't know, now you know some Colts history tonight. All right, listen, let's go back to where we were. It's 1 1. We got Rondo and Destin back at it now. Here's when the questions get a little harder to really test your Colts knowledge. I'm looking for winning percentage. And in fact, I'm looking for all time. Top five answers on the board. The teams you have the best winning percentage against. Houston Texans. Houston Texans. They are on the list at number two, 31, 10, and one. You have a 750 average. I'm sorry. I was looking at the other screen. Who answered that one? (laughs) Rondo. Rondo. So you guys got control of the round. So do I not get do I not get to try to guess number one? Well, I thought you. Yeah, go ahead. If you go, if you got a guess, but usually when people don't answer, that means they don't have a guess. So I just move it on. If you go ahead, that's what you got. Tennessee Titans. The Tennessee Titans. They are on the list, but unfortunately, you gave your opponents another gift because they they are number five on this list. 35 and 21 you got a 620 listen this is to your point we were talking about earlier no team so far has had two division rivals in the top five that is a fact so that is to the point we're talking about earlier you guys having a good season this year all right dj what you got no i'm gonna just go right back and sting the heart on this one after what the vikings did last year i'm gonna say the vikings are on the list because but minus last year they usually do pretty well the minnesota vikings All right, 17, 8, and 1. They are number three on this list. It's a 673 winning uh, percentage. All right, let's go back to you, Rondo. What do you say? Oh, I know there's a weird one on there. Oh, man. All right, I'm going to say the Raiders, but I feel like that's wrong. The Raiders. Your feeling was correct. <laughs> DJ, what do you say, my friend? Um, out of pure spite after what they did, what they dropped off on the Colts at quarterback last year, I'm going to take the Atlanta Falcons. The Atlanta Falcons. Fifteen, 15 and two all time against the Falcons. That is number one on your list. You own it, Atlanta. All right. All you got left is number four. Great way to finish this round. Rondo, can you name number four? Uh, 
Is it the skins now the commanders? The commanders? That they close out really the round with a crucial Commanders 21 and 11. They're number four on your list all time. All right. Way to do it, guys. Good job. 2-1 now, DJ and Rondo. You guys got to get back in. It's up to Evan here to get the round for you guys. Evan and DJ, here we go. Top five answers on the board. Here is the question. I'm going to stick it with that same theme with winning percentage. I'm looking for the teams you have the worst winning percentage against. So I heard the. Um, again, I didn't see who, who said Steelers. Both did. I think he might have got me a little bit by, by a smidge because I started that extra word. So I think he got oh. that one. All right. Well, Evan, by a smidge, your opponent gave it to you. Good job there. They are actually number one on the list. Six. And 21, you guys are all time against Pittsburgh. All right, Destin, back to you, my friend. What what guess you got? Um, is this all time including playoffs? Or is it just regular season games? Oh, boy, you're really killing me here. I believe it's just regular season games, to be honest with you, but I'm okay. not I'm not hundred percent on that. I'm I'm gonna go with the New England Patriots. The Patriots. Feel like they're every team's nemesis. The Patriots, number five on this list, 29 mm -hmm. and 49. All right, back to you, Evan. What do you got? Um, I'm remembering the pain of losing to uh, Tomlinson and Sproles and everybody on those teams. I'm going to go with the Chargers for this one. That would just like, it felt like every year. Supercharges. Number four on the list, 10 and 18 all time against the Chargers. All right, so you got one, four, and five. You're missing two and three. Back to you, Destin. Pretty sure this one's on there just because when we shut him out a few years back, my stepdad likes to bring this up as his rebuttal every time I bring it up, and that's the Dallas Cowboys. The Dallas Cowboys. Boy, these boys ain't playing around tonight. You know, Cowboys are number three on this list, six and 11. They are all time. All right. Well, there's one left. It's number two. Can you get it? You're up, Evan. Sorry. I'm going to guess. Oh, man, it doesn't feel right. I'm worried about the playoff thing. Um, but the New Orleans Saints. The Saints? Didn't come marching in for that answer. What say you, Dustin? Uh, you said the number two on the list is who we're missing? Yes, sir. Man. It's win percentage, right? It's not Correct. overall losses. Correct. You got it. All right. I, I'm going to go with a team that I just can't remember the last time we beat them off the top of my head. So I'm going to say Panthers. <laughs> Panthers. <laughs> yes. Starting to feel like I've been scouted. I'm gonna start missing these questions up. Good job, though, guys. You guys closed it out. Uh, Panthers are number two. You guys are two and five all time against the Panthers. All right. Well, let's go. It's all tied up. Mono Imano. We're gonna bring it. I believe we're on Rondo and Destin again, right? All right, cool. Top five answers are on the board. This is for the W. Let's see who gets it. Again, we're going all time history. I'm looking for your receiving TD leaders. Marvin Harrison. Marvin Harrison. <laughs> he is obviously numero uno on the list, 128. All right, Evan, what you got? I'll take Reggie Wayne. Hey, Reggie Wayne, why not? <laughs> Uh, 
Um, I'm a, I'll Duane, go number two at 82. I'm going to go T.Y. Hilton. T.Y. 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 Hilton, number four on this list with 53. All right, Evan, back to you. So I remember Hilton passing him. Um, Jimmy Orr. Jimmy Orr. Jimmy, Jimmy Orr coming at number five with 50. Wow, I can't believe it. All right, Destin, no strikes. You going to close this out for the W? I'm, I'm really glad Evan knew that other one because I definitely didn't. Um, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty sure this is right because this is who T.Y. Hilton would have passed if he would have came back. Um, so Raymond Barry? Raymond Barry? Raymond Barry, he is number three on this list with 68 TDs. Man, you guys cleaned up house tonight. Great job, both teams. You guys really went off. But we do have a winner. Congratulations to Destin and Evan. <laughs> Do that every time, Judge. I got it. And unfortunately, although you guys played a hell of a game tonight, no doubt about it, but we do have some losers. So you're telling me there's a chance. Great, great game. Nonetheless, appreciate you guys all the way around. We're going to go take a quick commercial break and come back with our fantasy segment, which you guys are more than welcome to stay for. However, this is our time to give you your plug, so that way you can dip out if you like. Rhonda, we'll start with you. Where can we follow, subscribe, and get all your great content? All right, absolutely. So I am a one-third of the first and 56 Indianapolis Colts podcast, uh, affiliated with Sideline Sports. So my, me and my co-host, Anthony Gulick and Marcus Martin, you can catch us on Twitter at first and 56 YouTube, Sideline Sports YouTube channel, and then anywhere and everywhere listen to a podcast, you can find us. So Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Buzzsprout, anywhere you name it, we're there. Go follow, subscribe, get all his great content. Destin, where can we follow, subscribe, get your stuff from? Um, yeah, I cover the Colts for Horseshoe Huddle, Sports Illustrated, and Fan Nation's Colts affiliate. Um, you can find that at si.com slash Colts, all my written work, as well as their YouTube channel, Horseshoe Huddle. And if you want to follow me on Twitter at the Destin Adams to see me complain about the Indiana Pacers and the Indiana Fever and all things Indiana sports, feel free to do so. <laughs> all right. That's a reigning endorsement for sure. <laughs> Go follow, subscribe, get Destin's great content for sure. Uh, DJ, how about you, my friend? Where can we follow, subscribe, get your stuff? You check. You can check us out on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, pretty much everywhere at High High Low Sports Podcast. We go live at eight PM every Wednesday evening. You can find us on YouTube, Twitter there as well. Go and check it out. We actually did quarterback tier rankings. We finally broke out the tiers this last week, so you can go see where we were right, where we were wrong, and where we were stupid. <laughs> all the way around, love it. All right, Evan, how about you, my friend? Where can we follow, subscribe, get all your great content? Yeah, you can follow me on uh, on Twitter at Evan underscore care underscore. Um, also a member, one of many members of the uh, Dynasty Fantasy Football Factory, the DFF community uh, staff writer for those guys. So I do a lot of my work with more um, fantasy related items. Uh, so I'll probably stick around for the, this next section. Um, but uh, always commenting on, on all the Colts games on a weekly basis, whether it's the Kill Me Now version or the... Uh, uh, excited uh, patience version to uh, use Rondo's phrases from earlier. I <laughs> <laughs> love it. Love it. Well, yeah, love it. Feel free, all of you, to stick around. Like I said, we'll be talking some fantasy and it'll be talking about your Colts in particular. And we're actually excited about some AFC South uh, team tonight. So this will be a little fun. All right, we'll take a quick break. Again, thank you guys for coming. If you are leaving, and we'll be right back. Fantasy Sports Corp and Underdog Fantasy have teamed up to start your fantasy season off in the win column with Best Ball. What is Best Ball? It's quite simply the easiest way to win. 
no team management, no trades, no waivers. It's their biggest contest ever and it has only gotten bigger. You simply have to sit and win. You don't even have to set your lineup. Always get your best score every week. Just enter a contest, draft your team, and Underdog will do the rest. What could make this even better? How about free money, up to $100 using our exclusive promo code? Go online now and use the promo code TSS to double your deposit up to $100. You tell them Gingerbread sent you. Good girl. All right, Gingerbread, you are a good girl, but it's time. All right, let's get this puppy on. Um, all right, let's talk about this team. And I mean, so we're obviously we always start with the quarterback position. Right now, just like I was talking about the other night with these rookie quarterbacks, I just don't know where to place Anthony Richardson. I like a little bit of his weapon plus the Jonathan Taylor factor. Right now, I have him 20th right now, which is actually pretty decently high. He's done great. You know what? I'm going to stop with all my analysis. We got so many guests on tonight. I want to be here all night and hold them up all night. So basically, long story short, for me, Anthony Richardson, because of his rookie status, is an unknown. I do like the weapons around him, and I think he's will I would willing to take a chance on him, especially, uh, obviously, in Dynasty and Redraft. You know, I'm not reaching up for him, obviously, but as a backup QB and to see what happens, that's certainly possible. Jordan, let's go to you. You guys are in the back waiting. Let's say you. Yeah, uh, he's currently ranked 18th. I have him right there at 17th. I think he's pretty properly rated. I think he's the uh, quarterback who has the best weapons around him of any of the rookie QBs. Um, I'm kind of banking on him being the guy that finally – hopefully can unlock Michael or uh, uh, Michael Pittman. And I'll talk more on that in a little bit. And I mean, he's got the QB whisperer Shane Steichen there to help him grow. So um, huge on him on dynasty. And I will probably roster him if I see him, you know, floating there towards the end of the drafts. You know, I just noticed that comment and I know that was you, that that was the worst Minnesota accent in the history of bad. I just noticed this now as we were saying, okay, bro, I'm watching you. Justin, what say you, my friends? What do you think about Anthony Richardson this year? I got him at uh, quarterback 11. Probably going to bump him up a little bit more. Um, you know, Jalen Hurts and Josh Allen both suffered from the same issue that Anthony Richardson has, and that was being wildly inaccurate while having less than adequate um, forms of guys to get the ball to. So what what did Josh Allen do when he had that problem? He finished QB six. What did uh, Jalen Hurts do when he had that problem? He finished QB nine. What was the solidifying factor? They utilized their legs to rush the ball. This is something you can never discount with this uh, with mobile quarterbacks, especially guys who can take the ball eighty yards downfield against LSU and break a tackle. Maul, like literally truck stick somebody and then score a touchdown with a 4-4 speed. He's a rare athlete, and he's going to have those throws. You saw it at Florida. He's wildly inaccurate. He's going to have those throws where you're like, oh, my God, what are we doing here? But he's going to have the time out there to actually progress as a rookie and get better. And more time out there will lead to more points in fantasy. I guarantee to you. There were games where Josh Allen threw three interceptions and still came out with 25 points. How did that happen? He scored three touchdowns on the ground. Yes, sir. I, he's making a strong case for Anthony Richardson. Evan, let's go to you, uh, my friend. What do you say? Yeah, I've got him slotted myself uh, right around QB 15, 16 region. I don't know that I'm going to be bumping him a whole lot higher. Um, in Dynasty, absolutely first-round pick all day long, um, at least in, in startups and in, in rookie drafts this year. Redraft, I might take him later, but I'm worried about the – I mean, we're all confident enough here that he, we think he should start uh, week one, but who knows if that's actually going to happen. Uh, but he absolutely could be a league winner. What we know about him is he's one of the – actually the greatest athlete of all time at the QB position that we've ever seen come out. 
if they utilize him as such, I, I mean, he's a better athlete than what Justin Fields is. And we saw what he did last year on the ground alone. Um, and rushing for a QB in fantasy is absolutely king. And I, I think that could come into play in year as soon as year one here. Um, and uh, as some of us have touched on already, he's got an absolutely massive arm. So some of those big plays, you, you might see some spike weeks for sure. Dustin, what do you say, Bo? I think I'm going to get called a homer. Um, but <laughs> Dy- Dynasty is where I do 90% of my uh, fantasy ownership. Um, it's where I put most of my headspace in. I-, I have him slotted at quarterback nine um, in Dynasty leagues right now. I mean, the ability with his legs is it just raises that floor and ceiling so much in today's type of fantasy leagues. Um, and then you add in the fact that he has a head coach coming in who had such success as an offensive play caller with Jalen Hurts this past year. Um, I just think there's just way too much upside to not roll that way. And I think Anthony Richardson, honestly, the way his skill set works, I probably would have had him ranked pretty highly in my rankings, whether he was on the Colts or not. It just so happened he ended up in Indy. <laughs> so listen, when someone comes on here and makes bold predictions, we usually ask a question. Hey. Uh, just having fun with you. Just in time. Hey, I appreciate well, it. Sure. I appreciate it. <laughs> Rondo, let's say you, my friend. Where do you have where do you have him at? All right. So I'm a little different, kind of opposite of Destin. Destin fully dynasty. I'm the opposite. I'm full redraft, PPR, keeper league. So I mean, I think we're all kind of the same. I have him in like that 15 to 20 range. Um, you factor in the legs, I think you can maybe bump him up into maybe 12, 13. I think where he'll be very sneaky, though, is if you're in a keeper league and you can snag him late. Then going into next season, that's an absolute steal as your QB. If you're in a two, if you're in a two QB league, I think he could be a sneaky QB too. Oh yeah, that's he'd be big in a Q, uh, two QB league for sure. DJ, what say you, my friend? I'm gonna put him in between 11 and 13. I think he's gonna poach a lot of touchdowns from Jonathan Taylor. Plus, when they get him outside the pocket, no defensive player is going to sit back and let him get a full head of steam running at them. So they're gonna come down. He's gonna flick it over the top, whether it's to Woods or Pittman, whoever's in the end zone. So I think. Getting to the red zone will be tough. I think once they get there, he's going to poach a lot of touchdowns this year. So I'll put him in the 11 to 13 range. Super flex leagues, he might be the best QB2 option you could find. Yeah, no, I love it. All right, let's get on to that running back position. So it's interesting you brought up um, Anthony Richardson and getting touches taken away because I like Jonathan Taylor um, a lot this season. I like now that you at least have some formidable threat. Um, at the QB spot with his legs. I know Doc's trying to get it, his little fantasy analysis as well, because he totally is high on Jonathan Taylor also because of that. So, um, you know, again, coming out healthy with a, a little bit of a better offensive line with, uh, again, a threat at the QB spot. I like Jonathan Taylor to come up this year. I actually have him a little probably higher than I should. I have him for some reason at number two, so I might have to relook at that later. But all right, let's go. We'll go to Justin first on this. Where do you got Jonathan Taylor? Yeah, so I'm going to go with six right now, uh, mostly for what DJ just said because I think it's the absolute truth here. The red zone is going to be tough when you have a guy who is like 6'4", to run a 4'4", and is actually built incredibly like strong. I mean, this this is this guy's a freak of nature. Um, and he was a force at Florida because he had to be at force at Florida. And I think that it'll reciprocate to this. I think he is going to be the exact same thing here in Indianapolis. I think he is going to poach a lot of goal line touches. I think he is going to score a lot of touchdowns. A lot like Justin Fields, like Trevor Lawrence did, but think of it on a much bigger scale. Like you officially have somebody who's built like Cam Newton can run like Justin Fields. Like that is a scary proposition here. And I'm thinking Jonathan Taylor is going to take a little bit of a touchdown regression from his 2021 years because last year was just kind of pitiful. Justin's so high on Anthony Ray. He's he's talking about him at the running back spot. That's how high he is on Anthony. Judge Jordan, what do you say, my friend? Oh, you're on mute. Ha, you did it this time. Yeah, see. 
<laughs> so I am. Uh, I'm really glad Justin said six because I thought I was going to take a beating. I have him at eight, so I'm a little bit uh, lower as well. And a hundred percent is because of Richardson. I I think Richardson's going to eat into his volume. I think we may see a full return. Um, to health this year, and we may see a complete rebound from him, but I don't think it's going to translate like it has in years past as far as being a fantasy asset because of Richardson. Yeah, when I to be fair, when when we did the rankings, it was you know if I didn't wasn't even thinking about that to be honest with you. So now I'm gonna that's why I love doing these shows. I'm gonna go back and rethink that a little bit. Dustin, we'll start with you. Where do you got Jonathan Taylor at? Yeah, so I have him at running back five for dynasty purposes. Um, Really could move him up to that four spot if a contract can get done before week one, just so we have some long-term stability um, that he's going to be in this offense long-term. But until then, I do have a few guys over him. Again, I mostly work in the dynasty world, so that's in dynasty rankings. Um, guys I have above him right now, Christian McCaffrey, Bijan Robinson, Brees Hall, and I actually have Jameer Gibbs. Mm, wow, that's a little spicy. Rondo, what say you, my friend? Yeah. So again, I'm again, I'm I'm purely redraft. I have him like four, five. I, I don't. He's not going to be near RB one this year. But again, for myself, I'm a, I'm a PPR guy. So and you know, he's a guy. He's going to probably catch you know three, four balls out the backfield. Those extra points matter. And a big thing, kind of, I focus on is that I try to target running backs where they don't have a battery mate in the backfield who's taking carries from them. So obviously, we all mentioned Richardson, but. There's no kind of clear backup who's going to take 10 to 12 carries away from him. So it's going to bottom up a little bit, but I think four or five, you still take him in the first round. He's just probably not the first or second running back off the board. Zach Moss, Deion Jackson. We're not too worried. DJ, what say you friend? I'm going to throw him at about six. I kind of in agreement. I think he's going to get a lot more work in the passing game. Cause I think Shane Seconds going to send all the receivers 90 yards down the field, every single play. And when the defense, when the defense runs backwards, there's going to be a lot of check downs for JT. So he'll lose some in touchdowns, gain some interceptions, but probably not repeating 2021. All right. Got you. Evan, what say you? Yeah. So I guess I'll be the contrarian here. I'm, I'm actually worried about Jonathan Taylor and the PPR perspective. Um, I think he's going to lose some touchdowns. I think he's going to be less than what people expect coming out of the backfield. I think they're going to play a lot more short passing game, but to the, the receivers and the tight ends, which it feels like we have 50 million of them at this point. Um, and I, I think with the loss of touchdowns and loss of PPR stuff, I think he's a guy that people are going to draft early and be a little bit disappointed. I have him projected as a back-end RB1 right now, but people are taking him, you know, these top fives. It might hurt a little bit. Indeed, it's a big risk. But I think the biggest thing for me when I looked at it is, again, I keep going back to it, but the schedule, um, just looking at the teams that you're facing, just, it just lines up to be, it might be a nice, decent season for Jonathan Taylor. All right, let's go on to the receiver position. And I mean, okay, Michael Pittman, we know what's up with him. So the funny thing is, like, you know, you look at Michael Pittman, uh, he he had a great breakout season. He, you know, everyone was all high on Michael Pittman. And then last year, a bit of regression. But again, we got to look at the QB situation. And is that taking a play? You got an older Matt Ryan, not quite, you know, building that um, chemistry with a young uh, Michael Pittman. Now you have Anthony Richardson in the fold. Obviously, he knows who his number one is going to be. So I'm sure in the, and, you know, even now, I'm sure that they're working out together, doing everything together to kind of get that rapport going on. Um, right now, I just feel like I feel like he's a decent uh, go get if you're going to go look for a receiver, probably in the receiver low end two, maybe three spot. Alex Pierce, we know, showed signs last year. I mean, I you know we do our little fun segments with the pickups and the and everything. And Alex Pierce must have been on every flex or pickup almost every week. Um, and then you know again, then he would show up sometimes and then not again. You did add Isaiah McKenzie as well, and you do have Josh Downs and a couple other guys to fill in there. Um, but because of that, not a lot on this uh, other than Alex Pierce, maybe Isaiah McKenzie. So, I, but I like. Michael Pittman to be your main guy um, right now. I got him 27th uh, overall. Jordan, we'll go to you. What do you say? I am completely smitten with Michael Pittman. I'm all about him. He's my favorite post uh, hype sleeper as of right now. Um, I think people are, are way too low on this guy and yeah, 
He had a worse year last year. The guy still caught 99 balls from arguably the greatest or the worst uh, lineup of quarterbacks in the National Football League. So coming into this season, if Anthony Richards even remotely decent, I, I want every share of Pittman I can get. He's a target monster. He might even get into the end zone a couple of times this year, which he seemed, uh, you know, not to be able to do so much of last year. I'm all in on his talent. I think uh, it's going to be a big year for him. I have him currently at wide receiver 15. Ooh-wee. All right, Justin, what say you? That's pretty bullish. That's pretty bullish right there. I like it. But um, I think you should be sliding up the other guy. I am all in on Alec Pierce, who you can get like four or five rounds later. Guys, what did Anthony Richardson do well at Florida? He threw the ball to Ricky Parasol 70 yards downfield. That's what he did well. Like, let's let's face it, Florida was not loaded with receiving options, and the best one that he had was a guy who could run a 4-4 and was just blazing fast, would only run a nine route. Let's let's look at my Alec Pierce here. Runs a 4-4. Michael Pittman, a 4-5, noticeably slower. He outpaced Michael Pittman. He had three times the amount of deep targets as Michael Pittman last year. I'm looking at this guy right here. I'm going. This is a sneaky, like, you know, sleeper to get into that wide receiver two level, and you can get him at a 10th round price. Why not? Why pay up for Michael Pittman, who is not proven yet to take that next step in the touchdown realm when you can go out and you can take a shot at a guy like Alec Pierce, who is going to cost you nothing really when you think about it and could end up being a flex that you would want to start as your wide receiver too later on. I like and it. But that's kind of reports bad. I've been seeing Alec Pierce has, they've been saying he's been looking like a guy out there, like the guy out there. So fingers crossed. I think Alec Pierce is the one. All right. Well, you heard it here first bullish on Alex Pierce. All right, let's go to Rondo for this one first. What do you say, my friend, where you got these guys at? All right, so one more time, like I'm a pure PPR guy. So, I mean, possessions are more important more than anything. I'm with Jordan. I, I like him at 15. It's a nice range. Also, the key thing you got to remember, Paris Campbell gone. That's 90 extra targets from last year out there in the open. And so you're talking about Michael Pittman, who is easily our best possession receiver. And once more, I'm a PPR guy. He's gonna get. He's gonna easily get double digit targets a game. You know, you go to last year, he's getting seven catches, eight catches. Touchdowns, you know, that that's where you're going to kind of question on where is that going to be. But again, when we're talking about PPR here, he's going to get the looks and he's at least going to get catches. So I like him at 15. And just lastly, I used to torment my leagues constantly because they would just ignore T.Y. Hilton and I would get him late. So please ignore Pittman so I can get him later in the draft. <laughs> I was a big T.Y. guy, too, for sure. I love T.Y. Hilton. Um, and people did always slip on him. DJ, what say you, my friend? I think Pittman's going to be in that 24-ish range. I think this year he's going to get a lot more touchdowns in the red zone because I think the box is going to be absolutely packed when you see 28 and number five there. So I think that's going to give some opportunities to just throw it up there and let him dunk on somebody because he's shown the ability to do that in limited stretches. So I think we'll see the touchdowns go up, but maybe the catches plateau a little bit. So I'm going to put him in that 22-ish range. I do think Josh Downs is going to have a really underrated rookie year, especially for Dynasty Leagues. I think he could be a top-five rookie receiver this year. Oh, heard it here first. Evan, what say you, my friend? Yeah, I think that uh, you're going to see a ton of, of stacked boxes against Taylor and Richardson, and I think it's going to open up that short passing game that I talked about earlier. I think Pittman is going to be that possession guy. Um, I don't know if I'm up in the 15 range, maybe a, a couple spots farther back, but he might be about as consistent of a wide receiver too that I can think of. And I think people aren't valuing him as such this year because of the down year last year. Um, so I'm happy to scoop him up in one of these middle rounds as a wide receiver too, and, and take that 10 to 12 target a game uh, production that I'm expecting. I like it. I like it. Destin, what do you say? 
Yeah, so I, I have Pittman at t- receiver 21 in my dynasty rankings. Um, I like Michael Pittman. I, I do think he's going to get used in the middle of the field on crossing routes, things like that. Um, maybe play a little bit into that A.J. Brown type role that we saw in Philadelphia. Um, the questions, though, with this hip injury are there. Um, other receivers in camp have been able to build relationships, build a rapport with Anthony Richardson. Pittman has not been able to. Downs got too early before he had some injury concerns. Concerns waiting till training camp now. And just to, to share a report from one of my colleagues at Sports Illustrated who's been at Colts minicamp, the Colts had Alec Pierce not not running with the ones, not running with the twos, not running with the threes. They had him running with whatever team Anthony Richardson was throwing with at all times. Mm. They would pull Alec Pierce and put him wherever Richardson was throwing to catch balls from Richardson. So I, I'm going to have to roll with Justin on this. I, I have been buying Alec Pierce in my dynasty leagues for as I got I got Alec Pierce for as low as a third and a future third yesterday. Like Alec. Air, Alec Alec Pierce is someone that I have been buying. The other thing to note, a lot of these quarterbacks, early on, they struggle. They go out and get a top-tier receiver. Michael Pittman is on a contract year. We have no idea if they're going to extend him. Pierce is under contract for longer. Downs is under contract for longer. So if they do decide to take a big swing on receiver next year, it makes the most sense that Michael Pittman's the odd man out. Oh, we some fire tonight. Gotta love it. All right. So we're gonna get we're gonna get to one of our uh, questions here when I find that find where I went. Nick um wanted to bring up because this brings up to where we're going to next. He's concerned about the quarterback room. Nothing but rookie. Should we pick up a vet? And then another one from Zach. I'm just bringing these up so you guys can, because uh, we're going to answer these in a second. I snagged Jelani Woods in a dynasty league, as you brought that up. Do you guys see value there? All right, so we can answer those as we go along. Let's finish it up with tight end and defense. Talked about Jelani Woods. <laughs> I was calling him the big show last year because that's basically what he is. Six foot seven. 265 pounds, all man and meat, and a great big target for a rookie QB. Now, where I have him ranked, I definitely I put him 30th, so it definitely doesn't reflect that. Uh, but I can see him uh, having a decent season. Who knows? I'm definitely probably going to bump him up a little bit. Um, Colts D uh, defense, again, kind of middle of the pack fantasy-wise last year. Uh, but going into, again, matchups, again, hate to keep bringing that up, going into those matchups, you know, you got the Texans, you're going to have teams, you're going to have the Titans that are struggling. So there may be some good matchups to throw that Colts D in. Uh, Jordan, let's go to you, my friend. What do you say? Uh, I, I do like the idea of uh, streaming Jelani Woods throughout the season. I, th- I think there's definitely going to be some big matchups that I want to target specifically against some of those AFC South opponents. Um Maybe I will have the same philosophy at some point on defense, but I I would like to see them prove it a little bit and and show me something on that side of the ball first. Indeed. Justin, how about you? Yeah, I kind of feel the same way as Jordan there. Um, I'll I'll stream both of them if the matchup is right. Jelani Woods is definitely the three-down guy. He's the only one that I feel they feel is probably the most comfortable blocking and pass catching. Uh, Could be a red zone threat but I don't see him as somebody who's going to be picking up 80 yards a game and a touchdown. It more likely would be like around 28 yards a game and a touchdown if he, if he gets lucky. Uh, DJ, what do you say, my friend? I think I'd agree with you with Jelani Woods. Matchup-wise, he could be good. Sometimes he'll go off last year against the Chiefs. He had two touchdowns, then he disappeared for two months. It felt like that. So getting him the ball is a big consistency there. Defense, I think they could be a little bit better. Last year, they started out, what was it, top 10 through about seven weeks before the wheels came off. And this year, they're not going to be on the field for 47 minutes a game. So I think that's just going to help them a little bit too. So I could see them being maybe a defense you pick matchup-wise. You don't grab them and ignore everything else. But if you have a bye week, you pick them up. Or if you're somebody who drafts two defenses, they could be your backup option. All right. I like it. Evan, what say you, friend? Yeah, so I got uh, Jelani Woods somewhere around tight end 24 for myself. Um, When I'm looking at the tight end wasteland after like the top five, um, I look at one thing in particular, it's relative athletic score. Jelani Woods is number one all time in that. So I'm going to ride with him as a potential, you know, dynasty 
tight end that you hope that the athleticism wins out and gets him out of this wasteland into you know, back end tight end one or something along those lines. Um, it's going to depend probably largely on if he is a red zone target with the big body that he has. Um, and uh, defensively, I'm, I'm really probably just going to ignore us except for against maybe the Texans since they have like no weapons to really cover up. Uh, outside of that, I just feel like I feel like it might be rough. You're going to want to plug and play them somewhere and feel like you're smart and you just might be overthinking it. <laughs> oh, so I hear you. All right, Justin, what do you say? And since uh, Zach brought up the dynasty question or dynasty guy, you see value in Jelani Woods. Yeah, so I'm I'm prepared to see the are you high slide in a second, um, <laughs> but Jelani, Jelani Woods excites me. I mean, Evan kind of touched on it a little bit. After you get past the top tier tight ends, I mean, it's it's pretty much a few point differential from that seven to. 30 range like it's a very big clump um i think jelani woods is going to be the most used tight end here in indy and i think what really held him back last year was the fact that the quarterbacks here not to shit on anybody but we're throwing 15 yards down the field jelani woods has a huge catch radius jelani woods is way faster than he should be for his size i think he's going to be used a lot in a scheme that's going to be pushing vertical um i expect him to get a ton of targets because when in doubt throw to the six foot six behemoth that's also running a four six somehow um i think anthony richardson's going to use him a lot i think he's going to be a very very good friend to anthony richardson here soon so Throwing back to his Oklahoma State days, he is a angry moose running on the field. So be ready for it. <laughs> and you brought up his speed in my notes because I could never get to him. There's so many of them, but it says in here as, as you were talking, four six one speed. And according to playerprofile.com, 98 a 98th percentile catch radius like hello um that's a nice sexy uh little weapon for your boy there for sure rondo finish us off friend what do you think all right well like i said redraft you can comfortably leave him on the waiver wire it's just it re- it's just not feasible at all i mean i wouldn't even touch him as like a bi-week replacement just talking redraft but colt's defense just those championship weeks falcons raiders and if your league plays week 18 the texans so you might want to sneak and grab them because they're that's going to be very beneficial coming as playoff run. Everyone watching and you know thinking about fantasy, better take that little nugget right there and put it in the back of your dome, and don't forget it. Don't tell your boys about it, and just have that waiting for you because you are right. Um, especially during those championship weeks. They might be the one to call for sure. All right, guys. Well, it was a fun night for sure. We appreciate you guys coming in. Good luck to those Colts this year. Uh, We wish you guys well um, going into this season. Next week, we're going to be with the NFC South. So that'll be interesting to see. Uh, Again, you guys will be playing them this year. So, again, these matchups are going to be fun to watch for sure. Um, Again, we appreciate all of you. Appreciate you guys coming in. We'll see you next week, and we are out.